Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like This week's film involved an unknown antagonist hijacking our televisions and torturing our families But fear not, I've come up with a very simple method to avoid the whole situation And it is simply, own a television made after 1999 Nice and simple Now my name is Liam, I'm going to be your host And sitting opposite me, through the powers of the internet It's the ever Tobias Tobias you are always Tobias. You're never I am. Tobias. I, I'm 100% <laughs> Tobias product. <laughs> made in Tobias. Yeah. Technically alive. Made in... No. Uh, I wasn't made in Tobias. <laughs> anyway, that, that's the whole kind of level of, of inception yeah. on that. Weird. Tobiasception. But you know what? If yeah. Worship me. That's a long <laughs> I, like it. I like it. Yeah. Cool. So we watched the film. We did. The film we watched for this week's uh, Manic Film Club. Await further instructions. A family's tense reunion turns terrifying when they get trapped in their home by an unknown force and sinister commands begin appearing on their TV. Starring Sam Gittins, Grandmasters, director Johnny Kavokian. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of some peoples that were Yeah. Yeah. So, await further instructions, Tobias. Yeah. Name? Utter bullshit. <laughs> wow. I, I retract that statement. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. No. Well, maybe. I think it's fair. I struggled it. Oh, struggled did you? It. I struggled with it. I, I have a problem <laughs> when I feel that something is written badly and acted badly. <laughs> Personally yeah. speaking. No, no, I, I support you on most of that claim. Um, there was an intriguing notion about it. I just wish I'd liked any other characters to care. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, its problem was we didn't care enough about anyone for any of what was happening to matter. To Even us. the nice people in it weren't that nice. No. No, that's true. I, I suppose we can be glad that the old racist died first. <laughs> you say that, let's be real. That entire family, maybe bar the mum, was basically just racist. Yeah, actually, I think she was... The, the mum was the only one I felt like when she basically exploded by a door. Yeah. I was like, that's a bit of a shame. I mean, she was all right. I mean, yes, the granddad was outright racist. Yeah. But he actually only made a couple of comments. It was actually the sister who outright argued it. Yeah. And I will right. say, she is easily my least favourite character. She's the worst actress in this actor or actress in this oh, film. From an acting point of view, totally. Oh, garbage. But my problem was, was I didn't genuinely like anyone. No, the problem is you're, the lead two, which was Nick and Angie, played by Sam Gittins and uh, Nisha Naik, or yeah. Nike, maybe I won't pronounce that correctly because it's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they weren't likeable at all. No, they weren't. Um, and really, the film clearly wants you to like those two. Or at least like them more than the others. And I suppose I kind of did because they weren't racist. I don't know. You know what? For some unknown reason, if I was drawn to any of the characters, it was probably Scott. And I have no reason for that. Uh, played by Chris Sadler, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you're just a sheep. Blindly following. Massively. Yeah, and it's just like, you didn't even learn when you got your fingers cut off. I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I mean, <laughs> recently I've watched uh, The Conjuring, 
So I've had that classic thing of a horror film where you shout at the telly, why are you doing this? This is a stupid idea. Don't look under the bed. So when he basically put his fingers into the slot, I was like, like, why are you doing that? That's not going to go well, is it? Uh, Yeah. You put your fingers in the slot. However, nobody even considered to look into the pipes at the windows. Not, Not a single person. Yeah. Even the two smart Alex of lead characters, <laughs> Nick and Angie, they're, they're clearly not to give us oxygen. We'll look into them, see what you can see. Just out of curiosity, you didn't even look into them. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I... Um, the concept itself is interesting because actually it, it's almost like the intrigue of a locked room. Something's right. going to happen. So you're like, ooh. Both of us have a like of films where people wake up. And something's different and they're trapped. Mm. Or like Cube is obviously a good yeah. example. The film The Circle or Just Circle, I can't think of it. Not the Emma Watson one. The other one where people wake up in a circle. Uh, the cir- oh, The Circle. It is, it is The Circle, it's but it's another film called The Circle. Yeah, it's The Circle Circle. Yeah, Circle Circle. Um, but it's that kind of... We like those kind of films. So, I don't know. It... There was something, I think there was a decent idea in there. Yeah, I think the actual core idea was interesting. Yeah. Now, obviously, we always assume that if you're listening to this, you've seen the film. Yeah. And I will say, if you haven't, there's really not that much in this film to me. No. All I'll say is, and my only real take from some of it is, you know when the television cables basically started becoming tentacles and stuff like that? Yeah. That very much reminded me when it had like control of the dad, quite cenobite It was kind of like I had a hellraiser yeah, feel. The only real creepy bit or remotely scary bit was when it was kind of holding him up and talking through him. Yeah. Because the way he had his mouth kind of gaping and it, they were coming through was quite creepy. But I would not enough to really affect you. That was my favourite bit, but that really isn't saying much. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I get that. My problem is I've watched a handful of films in the last few days outside yeah. of the film club. I've watched The Conjuring. I watched uh, Love and Monsters on Netflix. Now, I love The Conjuring. All much, all much better films than this. Conjuring is classic, I think. I yeah. Think, I think. And I do suggest, as a person who likes monster stuff, Love and Monsters is very good. Definitely watch it. coming up as a thing to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's like a light-hearted monsters, monster thing, but it's got proper monsters in it that you can actually see in full. It's not like a you hear them and you glimpse them. Which I, I like that. I don't like it when they glimpse things. I th- I don't mind if it's done well. Oh yeah, I don't if it's done all right. But I find it a little bit frustrating when it's a film about monsters and you don't see them. But this does it very well. But the problem yeah. is these films have done very well, and I actually feel like the quality behind this was just not there. Um. Well, I can tell you, IMDb it scored like four point eight or something. I can summarize for you exactly yeah. how much quality is in this film it does not have a wikipedia page i know i knew you were gonna say that because like that's yeah. not a good sign is it that's not nope. a good sign. i i looked for the wikipedia page after i watched it because i wanted to see if it in it was it saying that it was the second coming was it trying it to felt be like it didn't it i'm like that's an interesting way some films have a almost turning point where the film loses all sentience and normality. Yeah, this definitely did. The moment mm-hmm. the downstairs television got flipped, the yeah. film had lost it. Yeah, it was almost like someone started smoking something a little bit special at that point, or the main writer had gone, I'll pop it home early. I don't feel well. You finish it. It's pretty, you can't <laughs> ruin it. We've pretty much done it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, the characters were weak. The writing felt weak. And to, I mean, all decisions by pretty much all of the 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 characters were just terrible. But you know what? The only shocking moment was when the sister fell over the banister. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was yeah. shot and actually the lead up to it was shambolic. Like, but actually any action sequence in this film was. Mm-hmm. It was messy and the camera didn't know what it wanted to do. No. It, it, it tried to be like a little bit jerky at times so you, you could you could get a feel for what was happening but it wasn't it was messy and I said, i've said it already compared to some of the other films i've watched lately it was just there was a, i'll tell you what there was you how recently have you, have you watched conjuring uh in the last few months oh, halloween and well, uh, halloween well, I, I, friday night i watched it for the first time i've never seen any of the Conjuring films or the spin-offs and i'm gonna watch them consciously but there is a camera shot in that film, which I outright paused it and I sat behind and went, that was really good. And it's the first time you don't see, it's not you don't see anything, but it's the first time one of the younger daughters who shares her room sits up. Uh, it's the whole "there's something behind my door" scene. Yeah, she looks under her bed, which is a mistake in any in any situation. And then you see her looking under the bed, and then the camera follows her and spins to look yeah. up. And I just thought that was so smooth. There was nothing like that in this. It was messy. To the point of, I almost wasn't sure what I was looking at at times. But then Actually, the seat fell over the banister and I was like, cool. I do what? Classic. No, no, not. Don't use the word classic. Good example of what you're saying is actually the last stuff, like the last scene that you see when it pans out of that house. Yeah. And you see all the other houses go through exactly the same thing. I really had to stare at see oh, what I was looking at. It was unclear. It really was. It was almost what the finals of Game of Thrones had. It was it was too dark and it wasn't clear enough. Mm-hmm. Like the first house you panned out of, you could tell it was covered in like tentacles, yeah, 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 snaky tentacle things, mm-hmm. and you knew that's what everything else was covered in. But it really didn't. The gradient on it was so weak you couldn't it, tell. It was bad. It was bad, and I think it sums up the film. It's a shame because actually, even though the rest of it wouldn't improve the rest of the film, that final shot being able to see it properly would have been a nicer ending at least. I now maybe you'll disagree with us, but I think the film's first mistake forget actually the quality of it. I think, from a story point of view, it actually would have meant more if everyone had got on and it had been a nice family. Yeah, I actually don't think the racism thing meant anything to the story, it didn't help at all because I did think because at one point, if just in case you didn't watch it, you're just listening along because you listened to the podcast, yeah. At one point, um, the girlfriend Angie gets quarantined. The telly tells them to quarantine someone, and they assume it's Angie because she's got a bit of a cold. Yeah. I thought before that point, because obviously they had already realised that they were being watched, and mm-hmm. it was going from what they were doing. I thought because they'd all been racist, they would say that it was something to do with the skin colour, because yeah. they'd already made a point of putting that in. It's the thing we always mention: the loaded gun. Mm-hmm. But it really played no part apart from the right. racist granddad, really. That's right. So obviously, racist granddad, who's the most famous actor in it, David Bradley. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, he obviously is the first one to die. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, so is it getting rid of the bad people, and we'll be left with the best people? But then the mum dying doesn't fit that at all. Yeah. And I again, that was a wasted moment because I all I thought it was going to be a he had to choose one of them, yeah. Because actually, he started kicking the door down with Angie in it, 
and it was showing us that his mum was at the, at the end of the same corridor, stuck in the bathroom. But yeah. it wasn't until he'd already broken her out that he realised she was trapped in there. I think it would have been a better thing for him to be half upstairs and realise. And yeah. be like, I've got to choose something here. But it, it was underwhelming. I, it, I don't think... It had a good idea, but I don't think it knew what to do with it. No. Um, I know that they were trying to paint the father, Tony, as this... Um, mundane character who had basically been mentally battered by his dad yeah and basically broken and that's why you see him snap so easily yeah but what they actually did was give us multiple different characters yeah they could have <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> they could have ended this film by going the twist is he's schizophrenic because he went through so many different kind of characteristics i'm sorry none of what he did up to this point i'm going to mention made sense of him going okay i'll rip my son's eye out yeah i understand he was following the telly's order blindly because he he had a uh, complex about like yeah authority. i get yeah. that i even i even understand him maybe tying the son up thinking he might be the insider Right. But to then go straight to, I'm going to start cutting you up to get in some information. It it felt hollow and it didn't feel realistic at all. Right. I take it you've looked at IMDb. I mean, I've yeah, I have, yeah. Right. So you've seen, this is the only vaguely interesting thing I've got to say. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it's right. So the surname of the family is Milgram. Yeah. Which refers to the Milgram test of obedience to authority. A theme dominant throughout the film, it is also revealed that the family resides on Stanford Street, a reference to the Stanford Prison Experiment, which studied similar themes. Yeah. Um, I'd heard of the, the Milgram testing before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's a common thing. It's human nature to to follow authority. And if authority tells you something, generally you'll do it if it's warranted. So, I mean, it makes sense that... I mean, I do think that that got there very quickly with no backing that maybe the government had sealed the house in. Yeah, it felt a little bit forced, but I went, okay, okay, you're that kind of military mindset, fair play. And then it was blindly reacting to the television's orders. Yeah, do you know the first thing that would have made me, you know, them going the food's contaminated, I'd have gone, okay, fair enough. But when I get told to scrub my skin with bleach, then I go, you what? Yeah, there's no question there. Inject yourself with dirty equipment. Uh, it, it was just like the thing is, he, the dad kicked a fuss up to that, but then sterilised everything anyway. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to write your character to outright almost beat up this girlfriend, which he pretty much almost did when she confronted him about the needles, yeah. Don't in the, literally within five minutes show him having sterilised all the needles. It it was messy. It was, it was messy. messy. It didn't know right. what it wanted to be, which is sad. So I'll ask the question, because this is obviously one of the questions I think you should ask from the end of the film. Do you think it was God? Or well, do you think uh, an I alien? I didn't think of that. I went, I went aliens. I think this is the, this is probably, I'm going to say this quite meanly, probably right. better than what the writers thought. Aliens who studied our faith yeah. So could kind of go, oh, they they might respond to God yeah. better than aliens. But at the same time, the only thing that goes against that theory, because I actually fully agree with your theory, it's a good idea. Yeah. I'd thought aliens, but hadn't thought about them studying us. Because obviously they kind of went with the idea that it had been watching, so it was building on what we said. But then its basic motive, if you had to give it a motive, was to be worshipped. 
Yeah. It, oh, it wanted to be a worship. But that but was then, out like... of the blue. Considering they spent the whole film just, but obviously just giving them random orders, almost like it was toying with them. To then be like, worship us. It's like, wh- why would we worship you when you just made us kill all our family? Yeah. I understand that if you go by the Bible, there's lots of like, kill your son. Ooh, you know, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? I suppose the same could have been said for God. Well, but, yeah, but the I, thing is, the, the Bible has lots of fables and the stories. Yeah. This, I don't see in this scenario, what what message did we get? What story was that? I no, don't get what the story was. I think when you have aliens, if say it is aliens, because it could just yeah. be some weird monster. Yeah, yeah. Some Doctor Who style monster that has no actual motive. If it's an alien, I think the good way to approach an alien from a writing point of view is you have to ask yourself, what do they want? What's their end goal? Are they invading to destroy everything just to kind of cleanse the earth of themselves? Yeah. Are they looking to in- integrate themselves? So like live nicely or even badly? Or are they looking to, like, mine the resources? What was the end goal of these aliens? Because if it was to be worshipped, leaving a newborn baby alive is the wrong way to go. Uh, although the baby will only, in theory, follow the instruction because that is now apparent. Though, can it survive well, under that was those circumstances? What I was thinking was it doesn't strike me as an organism, this monster, that would rear the baby. Yeah. If it had shown you some form of something earlier, but there's no logic to this, because the the question you can ask yourself, when you know it is some thing that is made out of tentacles, where did the syringes come from? Yeah. This isn't... We have to assume that this entity, this organism, isn't just a pile of tentacles. It can create something or pull it from somewhere else, because it, it had the exact amount of them for syringes and then yeah. it took them back and then it cut the, the fingers off that this is what i'm saying normally when you watch something and it's got a creature in it, you can google it and they, they, you might get like an interview with the the, the people who wrote it saying well this is actually what we were thinking yeah um, like i mentioned it to you in one of the other podcasts i'd watched a film called oh, what's it called uh, save yourselves yeah when i suggest watching it it's a fun random kind of quirky film something happens towards the end of it and it's an interesting one to Google because actually there's a nice interview where they explain exactly how they came to that and they're planning. They actually started the whole thing with their ending and yeah. worked towards it with a couple of ideas. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because you get an insight into what they actually thought was happening. That doesn't get said in the film. Yeah. It's almost like your director's commentary, but yeah, yeah. there's nothing like this. I've looked. No. This actually leaves too many questions. Well, asked. as you've already basically said, it's a bad sign when there's not a Wikipedia page on it. That That is very true. Do you know something that I decided very early on into the end of the film? Well, yeah. Basically, once they revealed the tentacle monster from the main telly, yeah. was it reminded me of a low-budget, like, 80s slasher film? Because there was, an issue, there was a scene where uh, Nick and Angie were lying on the floor in each other's arms. I think Angie might have been unconscious, maybe even dead at this point. Spoiler. Um... Mm-hmm. And they had the tentacles randomly whipping and it kept cutting to just his eyes and then yeah. back to the tentacles whipping. And it felt like a low budget horror film where they do just random like flash cuts. There were definitely, I can't say there were definitely homages to other films. Like there's a film called Videodrome. There's, as I've already mentioned, Hellraiser. And it felt like certain scenes wanted you to think like that. Also from the tentacles, you could think about Evil Dead. 
Uh, even but, though, even at a level, if you go right down to weird deals like War of the Worlds, it's kind of like there's yeah, tent, do you know what I mean? There's like a tentacle esque thing there. But there was no true human story in it to grasp us. No, the the core issue here is we're acting aside, writing wise, the characters were not likable. Uh, no, the problem is if you're going to make the main family actually no, not you say. Let's say it another way. When you've got a family of people and 90% of that family are outright racists, yeah, it shouldn't be hard to like the other people. No. And it is. Yeah. Because you, you mean... Angie's meeting the family for the first time, but she didn't make... She, the, one of the first things she said to the dad was an argument. Yeah. We've both yeah. met, like, partners, families before. That's, yeah. You don't go in on the attack. No. Uh, no, they... As I said earlier on, I think they should have played this. Actually make... Everyone absolutely lovely, but then as things unravel, you see their true personalities. Yeah, I think you could have had them all get on really well. Maybe you could to add a little bit of depth. You could have made the dad a little bit bitter, to be like, you know, you've not been back for so long. But he didn't. It went very hardcore. The dad was like, basically, you might as well have said from the beginning, you might as well be dead to me. Yeah, he was very much. There was there was no surprise when he was like, I'm now going to cut your eye out because he was never on his side. No. He wasn't likable, but I, I think, yeah, as, as I said, it, the characters were just shoddily written, in my opinion. I think there was a decent concept there, yeah, but the whole thing was poorly executed. Yeah, um, I agree. So I say writing-wise, it was weak. It wasn't well thought. I feel like if you said to me, write a film with this premise, my planning... If you give me a single bit of paper and a pen, I could probably plan out a more coherent story than what we saw. Yeah, I definitely could. Yeah. I, it, was, it was one of the things, because obviously I write plays. Yeah. That's literally my job. And I know I could have done better than this. Yeah. I could definitely have done better than this. Um, I'm just looking at the person who wrote it. It's called Gavin Williams. And I'm trying to see. He he's written Click Wheel, Chromophobia, The Mime, uh, Wait for Him, Sleepwork, Breath. Tell you what, actually, this is the only feature length thing he's ever written. Yeah, he's written a load of shorts um, and one TV movie. I wonder. I have no facts to back this up, but with that idea, maybe this was originally designed as a short. Do you know what this? I could easily see this being something made for a festival. Yeah. Like something like Sundance, you know, where you're made for a limited audience. Yeah. And actually saying that, looking back at some of the things we've watched in Film Club, even the really big ones like Roma, they are initially made for, like, artsy things. Yeah. And then they kind of get a bit more mainstream and get put onto the streaming net- networks and platforms. So it, it wouldn't surprise me. But the, I say, I think the key issue here is the writing is just not good enough. Yeah. Uh, writing, I'm gonna say direction, cinematography. Yeah. yeah, actually, there's not many redeeming qualities. No, I think I mean, we know this way. I going. was pretty set that I would like the premise of it. Yeah, and yeah, there was interesting moments, but it was littered with terrible decisions. Like the first thing they did when they found out that the the doors and windows had been sealed wasn't to wake everyone up. It was to get an axe and start smashing at the door. Yeah. And I think, would you not gather your troops? 
yeah, you you try to suss it out first. I understand that from the get go, he and Nick is already on the opposite page from the dad. But yeah. considering that the dad, even the day before, had shown he was the head of this house, basically, yeah. makes sense to get him. Yeah, yeah, it it made a lot of bad choices. Yeah, and I said I've looked through the cast, and yeah. with the exception of David Bradley. I can't tell you anything I've seen any of these other people in. I know some of the projects they've been in. For I, example, well, Chris Sadler, Abigail Crutton, and Holly Weston. They've all been in uh, Not Going Out. A couple of episodes here and there. Yeah. But I I can't point out a single project really the, the da- any of these that I know. The dad had been in Rome. Yeah, and Sam Gittins, who played Nick, had been in a load of episodes of EastEnders, apparently. Yeah. But, no. <clears throat> David yeah, Bradley's but... clearly the name. Probably the selling point of this film. I've also got to ask, why did he do it? He didn't need it on his career. No, no. I mean, I think the red flag in the research for this is the fact that there's no wiki. That is a big thing. No wiki and only three bits of trivia and two of them are essentially the same trivia written differently. I mean, the lead, the lead Sam, he doesn't have a wiki either, to be honest, that I could find. No, so it's is not... Right. Shall we wrap it up? <laughs> I, yeah, the thing is, we could sit here and badmouth it as much as we want, but we've done it to a professional capacity as much as we can, really, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it would just be unnecessary at this point. Um, I don't have a Rotten Tomatoes. I'm actually going to Google, because I'm actually interested to know what people thought of this one. Um, uh, so it's called Await Further Instructions. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Because normally it's the Wikipedia page that tells me these things. Right, Rotten Tomatoes. Let's have a look. Oh, that's disappointing. This has got an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who is doing that? I don't know. We've been surprised by some of them, but we've justified it in the sense of some of them are a bit more artsy and that, or we're not the the demographic or the type of audience, but we, we are for this. We totally are. This is our kind of film. In this is based, as I said, this is like a, this potentially a sci-fi slash fantasy locked room mystery basically yeah we should like this it should be perfect for us but no so here at the uh, manic film club we we don't rate it on a scale like that we simply say is it a hit or is it a miss a hit is did we like it did we enjoy it would we re-watch it would we tell people about it for good reasons generally um all round enjoyability and a miss is the direct opposite tobias i don't actually think this is a much needed question but what what are you thinking? Oh, it's the hardest of misses. Such a hard yeah. miss. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was considering giving it a soft miss, but I, I think I have to go full miss as well because I can't think of a redeeming quality for it. I'm not going to watch it again. No, I'm not going to recommend people, it. I might tell people about it, but it wouldn't be for a positive reason. No, it would be like we watched this really bad film the other day. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I think the t- considering that the front cover for this film is the dab with the tentacles out of his mouth, that is a really bad decision. I saw so someone in a, in a review say, "Don't watch the trailer; it will ruin it for you." Oh, I, I might watch the trailer now, but not right now. But no. no, that makes perfect sense. So this is a. I think we can basically call this a manic mess because oh, I wouldn't be watching. But there were. I didn't hate the film, but I got to the end of it and just felt empty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is not what you want from a film experience. Not really. <laughs> okay, I, so I just yeah. didn't enjoy it. Now, yeah. when this episode comes out, if you're listening to this within a week or so of its release, you can head over to our Twitter, which is at the Manic with two N's. 
Very important. important. Now, on our Twitter, you will be able to take part in a poll that the lovely Tobias will post, basically yeah. saying if you thought it was a hit or a miss. Yeah. But the real question here is, let's put this behind us. What are we going to watch next? Next time on the Manic Film Club, we will be watching Io. As hey, a young... <laughs> <laughs> As a young scientist searches for a way to save a dying Earth, she finds a connection with a man who's racing to catch the last shuttle off the planet, starring Margaret Qualley. Probably said differently to that, I don't know. Anthony Mackie, Danny Houston director, Jonathan Hilpert. Yeah. Already? Sounds better. And I, as I said to you before, I did start watching this very quickly last night. And I already have better feelings. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I have a feeling I might have seen it. Yeah? Might have. I can't guarantee. But. That's fair. I, but, well, I'll find out. Yeah. I'll find out, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I've got better feelings about it. Yeah, I do as well. I mean, it's got a bigger cast instantly. Anthony Mackie. I mean, we're literally watching in Falcon at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, but let's give it its full title. Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's what we're going to watch next. As I said, you can go over to Twitter, join in the poll there. Now, the Twitter is the second best place to keep up to date with all things Manic. But Tobias, do tell us, where is the best place to keep up to date? Bebo. Bebo? Bebo. Wow. I, I actually read recently that Bebo is coming back. Someone's bought it is out it? and uh, is like revamped it. Oh. But no, we don't have a Bebo yet. Maybe if it's big, we'll get, we'll get one. Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, if oh, you're looking for a manic hookup. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Uh, I guess you're meaning patron. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. We now uh, have a manic patron where you can get your hands on all sorts of exclusive goodies. Like what, Tobias? Uh, well, we play games with people. Oh, yeah. And you get access to our community Discord. Yeah, you do. Yeah, where we update news. More frequently than we update on other things. Yeah, easily. Yeah, uh, we we chat to you all, um, and there are some top tier exclusives. Like maybe, maybe Liam here might sort out a D and D game it's if we get enough people. Possibility, definitely yeah. possibility. It's yeah. advertised, so we perhaps should. <laughs> when we the key get enough... thing to focus on is lots of exclusive stuff. Yeah. Lots of stuff that you can't get elsewhere. Yeah. You, but if you, you want got... to stay amongst the second best people, Twitter. Twitter is the best place to, to, yeah, to keep up. Yeah, Twitter's there for the polls. And the link to all of our socials, as well as our Twitter, our Instagram, our Tumblr, and our Patreon will be down below in the link tree in the description to this episode. Free now, I feel like we shouldn't dwell on this wreck that was Await Further Instructions. Yeah. And I think we should just put this behind us and say goodbye. Worship me. Worship me. Or I will burn a mother who's been dead for a while and just just have a baby there. I'm just going to throw cables at your head and talk through you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So many un- unanswered questions. That I'm all right not having the answers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some questions you want answered. Some questions you're just like, uh, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad. So Tobias said goodbye, which only leaves me to simply say, Stay safe, and most importantly, stay manic.